Hey guys, make sure to listen to the end for a special discount code for $500 off registration to the Making of Retreat. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Making of Smiling Co. Part 2. I'm your co-host, Ashley, and... I'm her husband, Brian. (laughs) Thanks for having me back. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, We live together, so it's kind of hard to get away from you. Actually, this is Brian's idea. If I had it my way, I would already be in bed, guys, because it's 7.52 p.m. and we we just put the boys to bed. It's been seven weeks since you recorded with Michael and probably about Has it already been three seven months weeks? since you recorded it with me. So you're, I swear guys, this time for real, I'm going to, I'm going to record consistently. I'm going to do it. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a whirlwind these past few weeks. And I don't know if you listen to the little black dress podcast, but I go into detail um, as to why we haven't been on there either. And that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. That's not what we're talking about. So what are we talking about today, Brian? You have a dental practice. <laughs> do you not? <laughs> What's it called? Uh, it's Smiling Co. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Um, and you might be working on a second location? Yes. So we are actually on Thursday of this week. We are set to close on the building. It has been a long Hallelujah. Process. Praise Jesus. It is. It's been. So we, we sent the LOI, the letter of intent, the day after my birthday last year, August 13th, 2021. It is now Sunday, April 24th, and we are set to close on Thursday, April 28th. So what happened? Why, why is it that you're so many, eight months, eight months after the LOI went in. Um, for those people that may not have ever done a commercial transaction before or been through anything that you've been through, can you kind of maybe let's give a quick little update on why things have gone so crazy and then we'll kind of push our way through uh, this, this second location and, and talk about some other stuff. Okay, so I'll try to make this concise because honestly there are so many details that I'm sure I'm going to forget things anyways, regardless if I'm trying. So after you, oh, okay, let me back up. We are purchasing the building, if you don't already get that. So trying to secure funding when this is startup number two. So startup one, our first location is only four years old. And when you are trying to secure secure funding for not only startup number two, but startup number two plus, oh yeah, let's also purchase the building, which is not an inexpensive building. We're we're in Northern California. I wish we were in another state sometimes where the cost of real estate is, is a lot more reasonable, but we're not. So we're in California. The building alone is over seven figures. And um, so, yeah, so securing funding, getting your attorney to do all of the the paperwork, um, creating an LLC to purchase the building so that you can rent it back to yourself. Um, And then, of course, just the process of going back and forth. 
to settle on a, a sale price. So we went back and forth with the seller. So we have a broker, the broker's uh, firm actually represents the seller. And um, I had just talked to Brian about this because I thought, well, is there a conflict of interest? But no, his partner is representing the seller and our broker, Scott, is representing us. Um, but yeah, there's things, especially things post-COVID, they do not move fast. Everything in construction is delayed. So long story short, we were supposed to close. So we sent the LOI in August. They finally agreed upon the, like the sale price. And we had to get all of our ducks in order, including having a few banks compete for our business. And by our business, I mean, not just the funding for our location number two, but also taking on all of our, our loans from location number one. And there was a little bit of a complicating factor also for this location, which has pushed us back. So we were initially supposed to close in January. So three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the other factor of, as a standalone building that is being separated into two condo units. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it was uh, actually a, a wedding venue for a long time. And then um, during the pandemic, uh, that no longer um, was what the building was used or the company went under. And then uh, another company came in, but they didn't want the entire space. And so they left 3,700 square feet or so um, that they weren't using. And so they had to separate that that unit. And so that's actually one of the things that's pushed it back yes. another three months um, because they had to separate the units. Um, and so therefore there's a lot of plumbing and electrical and permitting and getting things approved by the city that went in um, that I don't know the uh, that the seller was fully um, pushing to have done in a, you know, in for that January close, hence why we didn't close then. Well, and, and it was so interesting too, because we had a, well, I thought we had a firm deadline of getting all of our funding in a row, like all of our ducks in a row by December 31st, because they were doing this mad push. Uh, the holidays, obviously everyone's trying to, finish out the year strong and, and get all these business deals closed. So there was, it, it seemed like there was a lot of pressure on, on us to work, to choose, um, to choose a bank and get everything signed. And then it wasn't until January, like literally it wasn't until January. So we did everything we had all of our I's dotted, all of our T's crossed. We, ha- we actually got our homework done, which if you know me, that's actually a remarkable feat. Like I, I got it done. And then come January, we were supposed to close January 24th. And sure enough, we had a conversation with our broker. And how did that even start? Like, are we still set to close? And he had casually mentioned, oh, yeah, they haven't started demising the condo space yet. 
Yeah, I think the the seller just thought that they were going to be able to do a lot of the final separation. Um, so the actual electronics, electrical, yeah. uh, plumbing, uh, and actual permitting, because it's technically not permitted as a condo after the sale happened. Um, yeah, and I refuse. I refuse that because once the seller has their funds, what's what's to keep them motivated to actually continue working on the project? Yeah, well, it, it also never made sense to me because we'd be buying a condo that technically doesn't exist because it's not approved by the city. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we didn't do that, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise, which yes. we've talked about. Yes. Um, because you decided on this project that you wanted to use an architect. Yes. And which, you know, adds in just another uh, specialist uh, in the field, but also a little bit more coordination and time uh, that it takes to properly get everything done to be able to hit the ground running. Right. Um, yeah. So like what Brian was saying, it really was a blessing in disguise. I honestly, I had no idea what the process was going to be like in terms of duration of how long it was going to take to create a floor plan, to create a schematic design, to, to go, to do the, um, what is it called? Like they had like a whole presentation for us. So, oh yeah, we should probably talk about that. Oh, that was pretty fun. Sure. Yeah. So in March, in March, Brian and I literally flew to Denver for 22 hours. It was freezing cold, freezing cold. Yes. <laughs> it had just snowed. And I, man, we, yeah, we, we were cold. <laughs> well, we, we left an 80 degree Sacramento yes. uh, for a six degree or whatever it was, 20 degree Denver. I think it actually was single digits when we landed. It was, it really um, was. But, you know, we had this awesome experience of being able to kind of work hand in hand with uh, the architects and going over, you know, their their vision and or your, your guys' shared vision, right? It was their vision that well, was built on top of your vision. So we went back and forth multiple times creating the, the floor plan. Once I said, okay, this is the floor plan that I want, I, I initialed that. And then they got to work on doing the design, the mood board, the, the 3D rendering of the space. So they spent four weeks after I had already agreed on the floor plan, choosing all of the finishes. Um, and, and that was actually my favorite part of the whole thing, because I love the design aspect. This, was, this is exactly why I love startups because you're designing everything from the ground up. And I had sent them all of my images from my Pinterest interest boards. And, um, and then we had a, a conference call to just go over why I chose what I did. And, and they basically want a, a very clear grasp of the ambiance and the mood you're trying to create. So after they were done with that project brian and i we booked a flight we left first thing in the morning on did no we, afternoon oh yeah i, I, I was trying to leave so i thought i was tra traveling by myself and then last minute brian decided he had fomo and needed to tag along <laughs> so <laughs> so we got brian's parents to 
to watch our three crazy boys and they've been a blessing throughout this entire thing. And uh, we had a very quick, like we got there, we landed in Denver, 7.30 PM, went to the hotel that was literally like a closet. Yeah, note to self, I'm not going to do hot wire anymore where you're just bidding for a mystery guest, mystery hotel. It was a nice hotel, but. That room was tiny. It was like really small. It fit the queen bed that they wanted us to sleep on. That's it. Like you would hit the wall if you turned. It was magically, it was exponentially smaller than our New York apartment. Which is crazy. Which which is crazy to think about. Yeah. But anyways, we got, we hung out with them for seven hours. Uh, on, on that Friday, mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, walking through the space, you know, 3D renderings. Uh, what did you think of actual, the 3D rendering? I was, I mean, it, I mean, it was cool I mean, to actually see the floor plan come to life and to kind of be able to feel, almost feel like you're walking through it. Um, you know, we're not quite to the world of uh, 3D renderings on VR glasses. I think, you know, some, someday the architects will put people through that and you actually feel like you're in the space. That'd be kind of crazy, but you know, walking through the the renderings was 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 a really great way to actually see that space come to life because it's obviously just been a floor plan for so long, right? Um, and then you know, you guys just kind of went over all of the details, right? The nooks, the crannies, and, you know, every single one of the finishings and, and such um, to really kind of explore your vision for for this space. And if I ever learn how to edit videos together, you will actually see those. <laughs> those. Let's oh. change that. If Ashley ever decides that she's not going to edit the videos herself and actually hire somebody to do it, you will actually see those videos. Yes. It's on my long list of to do's. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, so we took advantage of some of the time because, you know, adding an architect into the mix takes a little bit longer uh, for some of the planning process. Um, and so um, yeah, even now at this point where we're on the verge of closing, we're not quite to the very end of having final schematics to be able to submit, um, but we're close, right? I mean, I, I think we're only a couple of weeks away from having things ready to submit to the city for, for per, uh, construction permitting. Yes. Um, and so, you know, though we, we got pushed back three months, um, we made, took advantage of that three months um, because otherwise we would have just been paying mortgage on a building and sitting and waiting for all this stuff to be done. Right. So we close, we officially close on Thursday. I hope this episode gets released uh, before then. So, so if you're following social media um, and I'm very happy and then we open a bottle of champagne, you know why (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's been a long time coming. And once once the final drawings, so the mechanical drawings have been, so I, this is kind of interesting because the architect who we chose, who I chose normally will do a full scope, meaning they are in charge of everything from start to finish. But because I love my contractor who we used the first time around, I didn't feel the need to do a bidding war with with all of the other contractors. So, and my contractor, he actually, he wanted to be more involved throughout this um, process. So after we had our design meeting with the architect, my, uh, my architect firm then proceeded to give 
the drawings or the unfinished drawings to Dave, my contractor, who then will get his engineers to do all the mechanical drawings. And that is what they have been working on these past few weeks. So Dave says they're they're on um, they're on schedule. I don't know what that means in contractor land, in COVID land. I don't know what what on schedule means, but nothing he said is going to prohibit us from from closing on Thursday and moving forward with the sale of the building. And and once that happens, once it's officially ours. I mean, that's when the real work, the real fun begins. Maybe we'll just leave it empty and use it uh, to throw grapes. Parties. I was just thinking that too. We can start a new business of uh, seven and eight-year-old raves. I I hear they like to party at 2 (laughs) a.m. Crazy. (laughs) Um, Anything else you want to talk about, about the, the second location? Well, nothing really has happened happened yet. Yeah. No, so, I'm, I'm glad you talked about the uh, the architect. Uh, that wasn't in my, my head when we first started recording. So oh, was, what were you wanting me to talk about? I don't know. I, that that would have been a really fast episode. Well, you have another location. Oh, the first one. Yeah. You know, the one that you're still working in? <laughs> yes. The one that you go to Working every day. Working air quotes, yes. Uh, the one that, you know, it technically yeah. is. So if you haven't if you haven't listened to Little Black Dress Pod, we're in the process of eliminating our Delta Dental Insurance um, dependence. Um, I'm trying to be very strategic in my verbiage because technically they don't want you to say dropping Delta because you still are going to accept Delta you will just be an out-of-network provider. So we are, I mean, the team is so on board with that. We were looking at our fee schedule, gosh, just for a new patient exam. And I can talk, guys. You guys know I can talk. A new patient exam that sometimes will take me an hour, hour and a half if I'm taking a full set of photos, $31. It's a really poor use of your time. $31. Really poorly reimbursed, I should say. Yeah. Use of your time. Yeah. So, um, so Smile and Co. Part one is in the on the verge of just making major changes. So dropping insurances, even though I, we're not supposed to say dropping, dropping insurances. We all know what that means. And um I hired another RDA. Let's let's take a step back because uh, speaking of things that started a long, long time ago and uh, to have been a, a process to go, we uh, we did start the conversations about um, no longer. What did you say the right verbiage is? No longer being an in-network being, provider. Being an unrestricted provider. Being an unrestricted provider. Uh, sometime last summer, also. Did we? Yeah. I, I, I think we talked about this on the last time that I was on this show um, where you thought that there was like this intervention happening. Um, and one of the conversation top points was uh, becoming an unrestricted provider with Delta. Um, and it's been a process. Yes. And you're almost there, right? It's such a security blanket for me. Security blanket that, co- that pays you $31. Yeah, I know. How's that but- a security blanket? 
But in your head, like in my head, I think, oh shit, everyone's going to leave. So technically speaking, if you spend an hour with somebody for $31, you're losing money. So if they leave, you're probably in a better place than if they came. (laughs) I mean, of course. We're also losing money if there are are no butts in the chairs, right? Yeah. I've never been concerned about that. I know you have. Um, you know, I think at the time when we first started having this conversation, um, we were looking at like your active patient list and uh, compared to what you guys technically had the ability to see based off of your size and your scope. I don't know. Do you remember those conversations? Mm -hmm. Um, I think you guys had somewhere around 17 or 1800 active patients. Um, and technically with your, your size, cause you're not a gigantic office. Uh, I think we calculated that you probably had the ability to truly see a thousand or eleven hundred of those patients. Um, and so, you know, I think right off of the bat, when you're concerned about whether or not people are going to stay, I think you kind of almost had have to hope that thirty percent of people don't stay just because you guys were 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 over capacity. I mean, that was the whole one of the big reasons why, we're doing a second location, right? I mean, you guys don't have the ability to to do more out of your eighteen hundred and something square feet uh, for right. uh, location one. Yeah, so we're hoping to lose all of our C and D patients. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's uh, that'll hopefully be be helpful with that. Is if you're no longer a uh, participating provider, right? Um, but, you know, so can you, maybe, do you want to maybe talk a little bit more about your, I don't know, the, the process or the thoughts on it or? Well, the process as in we're having conversations with every patient in person, if it is during a hygiene check or if it's their last treatment and the next time we see them. So we set a goal that, September 7th, which is our five-year anniversary, we will officially be out of network with Delta. That's the goal. So, and we're, we're trying to have all of these conversations at least six months prior or giving the patients a six-month runway to give them the heads up that because Delta is one of those insurances where if you're out of network, they the patient has to pay you up front for the entire balance of that appointment, which is a real shock if they're not used to having any copay. So, and we've been saying like, hey, like, um, don't be alarmed. We are still going to do all the legwork for you. We're doing all of the work behind the scenes. Nothing will be interrupted and you will still absolutely be able to use your benefits here. But um, we are going to be considered in an unrestricted provider, and um, and that will require you to pay at the time of service for for your treatment. So my my team, we've been role playing all the the different conversations with treatment, with hygiene, with copays, and. Um, and so far, every all the conversations have been really favorable. The patients understand that 
Even the cost of gas has gone up a lot. Hey, gas, the cost of sushi has gone up. The cost of sushi, our favorite restaurant. The rolls have gone up like $7 per roll. Yeah. I, I think our our normal order for our family of five used to be like, you know, 70 bucks or something like that. And the last time it was like $100. It's like over 100 bucks. It's like legit. That's, you want to talk about some some craziness. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but so, so that's, that's a big step for you guys. Right. It's, it's exciting that that's going to be kind of in time to celebrate five years. I mm-hmm. know uh, initially we had hoped that the, the second location would be in time to celebrate five years, but definitely not going to be that case, the case no. for anymore. No. Um, but um, what else, like what, what else you guys got going on? You know, what, what have, what have been kind of moving things along at uh, this location and, you know, at, at the first location for, for you? Um, one thing that I really love is that we are rededicating time to just team training. So when our office got bigger and we started doing more split scheduling, so someone shows up at seven, someone shows up at eight, someone closes, we never had that time where everyone was meeting. And pre- previously, when our team was a lot smaller, every Monday morning was like that first hour, first hour and a half, we were focused on us, like reviewing the day, reviewing what went well, where we can focus our attention on. And um, I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the past. I won't mention who, if you want to know, you can contact me directly. But I started coaching with a, um, a, a consulting group. And um, we started implementing some major changes. So one of that is having a four-hour team meeting every month. And we had our first one a few weeks ago. And I swear, it was just so nice. Like four hours goes by so fast. Once you start diving deep into the departments and all of the things you want to get done, there's never anything to run out of things to talk about. So, so I'm excited about that. Our, our team is growing. So um, I hired an RDA, but I shouldn't say growing because what I want to do is just start replacing Colin Chairside. So Colin is my back office manager. She's also my main assistant pretty much when I'm, on the days that I do work and my, she's your main assistant chair side as well as um, non-clinical. Right. So she is my, um, she's my right hand when it comes to uh, the Napa retreat. So we're hosting a retreat this November. I hope you guys um, have heard about that. We haven't really talked too much about it because of all the other craziness that's been occurring, but she also helps me, run an organized little black dress podcast and she's also in charge of my schedule so she's my assistant in many fronts and it was becoming way too much way too much for one person to do all of those things and do them well and Colin is a perfectionist and when you don't allow someone who is very keen on details to to be able to focus in, in those arenas, it's, it's, 
chaotic. So Colin is moving out of the clinical and she is going to be my full-time assistant in all other aspects of the non-clinical. And I hired an RDA to replace her. And my RDA, Krista, I actually worked with her in another office. So it's really cool to, like, I, I swear, like, I think our team is so awesome because if if we hire someone, the next person who gets hired, there's there's usually a connection to someone who's already in our office, which I think just says a lot about our culture. So I worked with Krista for many years in a pediatric office, and now she is back working with me. So, um, yeah, no, there's there's going to be some awesome changes happening. Scary changes. I mean, change is always scary. We'll see how they go. I want to try to channel Michael uh, and kind of ask, think of some of the kind of weird things that he would ask. No offense, Michael. Uh, <laughs> um, but so, I mean, obviously a lot of things going on, planning for location number two, uh, working to no longer be um, in network or whatever you said that yeah. I can't remember the phrase. Yeah, you said. no, that's perfect. Um, unrestricted. Unrestricted. Provider. You're looking to be an unrestricted <laughs> provider, unrestricted free agent um, uh, for, the, for these insurances. Uh, it would seem that there would be some effort placed into external um, marketing, branding, et cetera, in, in such a situation. Um, but I think you said you've been focused mostly on internal and such. What are you trying to say? I'm asking what your thoughts are on that because it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. Um, you know, and uh, obviously, you know, focused on the conversations inside and making sure you guys have the, the, the branding if and the verbiage. If you're asking if we've started looking at or looking into or devoting time and energy into external marketing, the answer is no. No, we have not. We have not. You know why? Because my laundry list of things just keeps getting longer. The laundry's never getting done. And that's just one more thing. So if you want to take the lead on that, you can be my guest. Right now, I'm trying to get a retreat off the ground, meeting with potential sponsors every week. and like podcast on that note friends if you're listening this is the last week of april yes what's going to happen the first uh, of may ashley oh my gosh thank you for for asking that very important question registration guys registration for the first ever startup retreat goes on sale Actually, officially midnight, May first. Midnight, May first. Midnight, May first, and we are we have our amazing team at Studio Eighty Eight who is putting the finishing touches on the website where you can go to the makingofpodcast.com and you can find all of the details about Napa and. Oh my gosh, guys, it's going to be so good. Why is it so important that they pay attention to midnight on May 1st? Because this is not a big event. 
What does that mean? It, I want it to stay intimate and stay upscale. So we are limiting it to 50 docs. 50 docs? Five, zero. I know, crazy. What? <laughs> so 50 docs, that's kind of wild. It's wild, right? But you know what else? I'm so, ex- oh, well, okay. So I haven't officially, officially announced this part yet. Um, I think they are just going to start adding it to the website, but what has really been on my heart guys for a long, long time is, as you know, the making of a demo startup group has become an amazing community, but it's also been a very, it's, it's just getting so big. Uh, We have almost 11,000 members in the docs only group. We have almost 3000 members and because of how large it's grown, it's also become just very difficult to find your tribe, find your group within the group. And the reason why I started this whole community was I wanted a way for us to really share openly and honestly and, and talk about the things that aren't going great, but also the things, most importantly, that are sucking the lives out of us, that we stress out about the shit that we don't want to put on social media. Like these are the things that make us grow and they challenge us. And you can feel like you're on an island when you take out all of this money and you have a family to support and you don't really know who to talk to. So with the retreat, I wanted it to be a place where just 50 of us plus our significant others can come together, we can have those conversations over food and drink. Um, and we're going to skip, like I go to conferences all the time. If, if you know anything about me, I'm a huge CE junkie, but I find that a, a lot of the learning and a lot of the growing actually takes place at the hotel bar when it's after hours, when you're finally, you finally have your hair down and you can have real conversations with people who know exactly what you've been through. So at the startup retreat, we're going to build all of that in. We have four hours where we're literally in the conference room, but all of that learning and growing and connecting doesn't stop there. We have lunch, then we have wine tasting and you get to talk with more docs and then we have dinner and then rooftop bar. But afterwards, we don't want you to feel like you're alone again. So something, like I said, something that has been on my heart is creating a mastermind. And the docs, for the docs who have decided to take a leap of faith, come to our retreat, we're going to do a whole year of intimate masterminding with me, with all the other docs who are in attendance. And what what that is going to look like is we are going to create a group within a group, our own private Facebook community where you have to be let in, where we can really talk about the things that we're concerned about. We're going to have our own WhatsApp chat where we can directly message each other. We're going to have monthly webinars where we can have our hot seats continued. 
I'm going to talk to you about everything that Smile Co. is going through. And I get a lot of questions about cosmetics or photography or the next CE that I'm taking or just clinical cases. Like, how do I treatment plan this? What went well? What didn't go well? And I want that to be not just about Smile Co., but about you guys. Like, I want to learn from your practices. Like, let's share best practices. Let's share worst practices. So that's what I'm really, really looking forward to. Not just the retreat. I mean, obviously it's going to be an um, amazing few days in Napa, just celebrating all the things that we have already accomplished, but also just put us in the mind space of like, what are we capable of? And there's nothing like an amazing location like where you can just daydream about your next steps. Like what, what else are you building and what are we building together? So that is, that is the plan for, for our Napa retreat guys. And I certainly hope that you can be a part of it. So May 1st, midnight, get there. 50 people. That's crazy. There's like thousands of you listening to this podcast right now and 11,000 in the group, uh, 50 people are going to have the opportunity to hang with us and to explore uh, this new endeavor. Um, the one thing I really want to say is you have a curated Napa trip that happens to include an, a tremendous amount of learning and some of the best community that you're going to ever experience, right? Like um, Ashley and her team have done a phenomenal job to truly make this like if you, if somebody just set up this Napa trip and you're flying in from some other part of the country to experience Napa for the first time or for the 50th time, this would be an amazing weekend getaway. It just so happens that it's also going to include some of the best education and community building that you've ever experienced also, which is kind of cool, you know, in true Ashley Hova's fashion. Yeah, I've been waiting a long time to do this. And I mean, I just, I want us all to feel like we're connected because we really are. There's nothing that not one of us has, hasn't experienced. Yeah. So May 1st, only 50 people. If you want to have first access, premier access, please sign up on uh, the website to be on the emailing list because you will have a, yes. a special treat if you're on the emailing list. Yeah, there's a um, there's going to be a promo code on top of the early bird pricing. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, I think the promo code we is have, the making of. I don't know. Uh, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> this is probably where it'd be good if we had yeah. somebody like Colin actually yeah. giving us notes. Right. Um, Colin, you're listening. Sorry. I know I actually walked you through putting this promo code in on, on <laughs> Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Um, I, I believe the, I believe the promo code is the making of. Yes. And uh, you will get a special discount, which I can't remember what it's, it was at the top of my head. It's 500 off. $500 um, off. 500 <laughs> off of the early bird pricing. So. So, um, congratulations. You made it to the end of this podcast. We just gave you $500 for doing so. Yes. Um, come join us in Napa. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And then hang out with us for the whole year. We're going to, we're going to do some awesome stuff together. Yes, you guys will. Not me. I'm not a part of it. 
Let's. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, it's eight thirty. It's my bedtime. I hope to see you in Napa. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And if you're not already a part of the Facebook group, come on and hang out with us. It's a party. And if uh, you are a member of the Facebook group, but you have not yet liked the Making of Podcast uh, Facebook page, which just got started recently, uh, we would appreciate that if, if you did that as well. Show us some love. Please. Show us some love. Uh, reviews on what your favorite podcasting app. Uh, that also helps. Um, and we're making trying to make some changes to make the, the group a lot easier for people to navigate and to try to help build those connections that uh, Ashley was talking about before. So uh, pay attention to some of those things that we're putting out there. We're hoping to be able to kind of continue to evolve that group uh, for everyone's benefit. Um, and yeah, okay. Ash, sign us out. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of The Making of Smiling Co. and The Making of Smiling Co. too, and The Making of Napa Retreat. All the things. We're just doing all the things. Um, please um, don't be a stranger. Connect with us. Connect with us on social media. You know all of our handles. And we can't wait to cheers to you in Napa, November. But uh, sign up May 1st. May 1st. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.